Welcome to Freedom to Retire with Jim Cipriotti, powered by Retire Ready Financial Group. You got to be prepared. If you're not prepared and you have too much risk, you may make some adverse choices. And so you need to have a plan because the downturns are going to happen. Jim Cipriotti has been helping people in the greater Philadelphia and South New Jersey areas reach their retirement goals for over two decades. We just want to make sure we're not too aggressive, not too conservative either. We want that nice mix. And that's what I help my clients with every single day. Now, freedom to retire. What type of driver are you? There's a new study by AAA that found there are six and, well, most of them are actually unsafe. You got 41% safe drivers. You have speeding drivers, take about a quarter, distracted drivers, distracted and aggressive drivers. That's 17%. uh, The quote unquote most dangerous drivers and then impaired drivers. Those are, you know, those are uh, certainly the worst, the ones that are under the influence. Uh, Thankfully, just a 1%. Uh, Jim, I have to wonder, would you also say there are different personality types when it comes to savers for retirement, and after having that conversation with you, uh, could some of those personalities shift? Yeah, geez, Chris, I think I met all of those drivers in, in the midst of just two minutes on the Benjamin Franklin Bridge uh, <laughs> alone. So, but yeah, I got a kick out of this article, uh, Chris, because over the past 25 years of my career, what I've been doing is just helping people right here in the greater Philadelphia, South Jersey, and Delaware areas. Mm-hmm. And I can honestly tell you that I've met and spoken with tens of thousands of people um you know age 50 and up and it's it's true people are really spread across the board uh with how they interpret their their own personal retirement planning and the article i was reading said that um that about 10 percent of people approaching retirement they can they're they're considered deniers and then this really hit home because this means that you know they believe it's it's just pointless in 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 trying even trying to plan for retirement Mm. uh, because they don't they don't know what they're going to actually need and you know, it's kind of like if you're out of shape, you know, you just give up and you just feel like I'm never going to get there. So you do nothing. Or a lot of people think with retirement planning, it just takes too much brain power to, to try to figure it out. So they put it on the back burner. They move on to something else throughout their day. And then it just kind of never gets tended to. Um, then there's 9% of the population. They are considered the strugglers. And these are folks that uh, have had, yeah, some maybe some serious financial setbacks throughout their life. Maybe there is an illness maybe an injury that threw them off track, maybe a big divorce. Um, and, you know, the, a lot of these strugglers out there, they say that, geez, just when they think they, they have a handle on things, someone, you know, always steps in or something always gets in the way and, gets, you know, moves the goalpost back yet again. Yeah. And and they sometimes believe that's just, you know, continuing to plan for retirement is, is pointless. Then there's uh, about 20% of the population who are considered impulsive. And, and this group uh, makes you smile because I've met them too. And they, they, they uh, believe that really a comfortable retirement is achievable with a little bit of planning and some savings, but, but they just can't seem to get there by themselves. And, and these financial setbacks and these, uh, these impulsive uh, purchases are really what's uh, getting in the way of setting their, uh, you know, setting and reaching their goals. Um, and then there's other categories uh, that come in play with, retirement savers. But the, the important thing to, to point out here is that we just need to keep our eye on the ball. You know, in, in baseball terms, we just want to keep focusing on hitting some singles and doubles. Mm-hmm. Of course, we hear about those stories about, you know, where someone buys Bitcoin for a hundred bucks and then they're sailing away on the yacht, uh, you know, <laughs> or buying Amazon when it was $50. But look, for the rest of us who don't hit the lottery uh, like that from an investment standpoint, we just need to have a good focus 
on making sure our investments are growing, making sure we're planning ahead uh, for how to minimize our taxes, that sort of thing, Chris, year after year. You know, that singles and doubles analogy I love because that is consistency and that's what leads to championships. There's no singles and doubles derby in the all-star break. You know, it's a home run derby because those are the fun things to watch. And, and that's what people like. The people with the home run records, they also have a lot of strikeouts. So the people who hit it big in the market, they also probably have a lot of losses that they are not bragging about. So oh, yeah. you definitely want some consistency. I have a friend who got into crypto and he doesn't say anything about it because, uh, well, I, I just know that he hasn't he hasn't made a lot of money. But so you want that consistency. You want that discipline on your side. And that can be tough to do alone. But this is where you come into play. And, and like we say every show, you know, you've been doing for for over 25 years now. Yeah, exactly. And I, I've met people of all different mindsets, but, you know, just keeping the eye on the balls as best as we can, mm-hmm. carving out time, especially for you, uh, busy folks out there. Uh, you got to you got to find the time. You're going to be busy now. You're going to be busy next year. You're going to be busy the year after. Um, find the time to focus on this a little bit because you're you're going to be retiring soon. Time goes quickly. Um, and then, the, you know, the study pointed out some other uh, categories that I uh, got a chuckle out of. They said uh, that 23 percent of folks out there. um are actually um, planners. And these are the people that really believe literally that anyone can have a comfortable retirement if they just plan ahead and save. Okay, And you know they're willing to take a little bit of risk financially for maybe the possibility of substantial gain. And these planners not only believe that a comfortable retirement is achievable, but they're living proof that planning works. And you know, there's a whole you know, group of them that have been successful. Um, then there's the, the group, um, that are the retirement uh, savers that uh, are about 17% of the population. And this group has been saving up for retirement for a very, very long time. Very rare. I have not met many of these people, people that you know opened up their retirement accounts when they were in their 20s. And now look at them. They're heading into their 60s, and now they are positioned just really, really nicely to, to reap the rewards of all of their uh all of their savings and all their investments. And these folks, man, they're on top of things. They pay off the credit cards at the end of each month. Um, they're, they're, they're conscious really of their budgeting. But the problem that I've seen with this group is that their brains are so trained to save that when it comes to being retired, they're actually paranoid to actually use some of their money yeah. to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And it's hard. It's hard to, tr- to retrain the brain after 40 or 50 years of being a saver to now somehow being a spender. And look, I'm not talking about spending money on stupid stuff. I'm talking about maybe upgrading, you know, their their 2009 Buick, <laughs> or or maybe getting some nicer, more comfortable furniture in, in their house, uh, or maybe going on a trip someplace you've always wanted to check out. Look, we we have one retirement. We need to make it the retirement we've always dreamt about, um, and that's important to me. Um, and the study continues on because it points out there's one last group, um, and these are the people that are categorized as the cautious savers, and there's 21% uh, that fall into that category. The cautious savers, these are the folks that are conservative with their finances. In other words, um, they're more like a saver than an investor. Uh, and and, and uh, sometimes these folks, and you know, I can tell you, I've met thousands of them. Uh, sometimes they're their own worst enemy. They will sit down in front of me and find, you know, talk to me about, uh, you know, maybe 8 million different reasons not to invest in the market. Um, again, they're worse than, uh, you know, they'll tell me about how their uncle lost money in the stock market back in 1974. So they didn't <laughs> want to repeat that situation. Or they'll find any glimmer of bad news that they hear, you know, on the air to justify why they should pull everything out of the market. That's it. I'm done. Uh, meanwhile, they're sitting on the sidelines and the, you know, oftentimes the rest of the world is growing. You know, the S&P this year is up 
over 20 percent um and these and folks are sitting on the sidelines and their balances um are are not really keeping up with these high levels of inflation and that that's a concern too and this is the group that i really do believe that i can help the most because cautious savers need to know that there's hundreds of different choices when it comes to ways to protect your investments from stock market loss while also uh, allowing you to participate in the growth potential of the market. And the, there's financial instruments out there like these that do not charge you annual fees. All of your money is protected. Your principal is protected. That is, uh, you, there's no commissions that come out of your, um, that d get deducted from your money. You know, think about how a CD at the bank, you know, they, they don't charge you any fees either. Well, there's plenty of types of instruments out there that you can get a reasonable rate of return, you know, in that six to eight percent range per year without tossing your life savings into the stock market. Um, so if you'd like to learn more about, you know, some of these financial instruments that are available these days um, and how, you know, you could do a better job and maybe protecting your life savings and also setting yourself for better growth uh, potential, then I am the guy that you want to speak with. <laughs> Give my office a call. Someone right now from my team will take down your name and your phone number. And they'll, they'll open up my calendar and they'll set up a time for us to chat later this week. Um, we can have a, a Zoom meeting, a phone call, a visit in my, my Radnor, Pennsylvania office. I mean, there's a number of ways to do this. So the number to call right now is 610-894-7415. That's 610-894-7415. And this is uh, really especially meant for people who are in their late 50s, maybe their 60s who have a lot of money built up in these stable value funds, these, these money market funds, these bond funds, because you know you can't spend the next 20 or 25 years or even 30 years sitting in a cash position. Um, you, you might be missing out on the substantial opportunities of growing your money. So once again, the number to call right now for a completely complimentary second opinion with me personally um, and look, we also want to get your 2024, you know, started out with your ducks in order. Mm -hmm. The number to call now is 610-894-7415, Chris. I couldn't help but notice when you were rolling off the stats, you know, the 23% planners, the 17% uh, retirement savers, that adds up to 40%, which is about the same percentage of uh, safe drivers that AAA found there. Is that a coincidence? Perhaps. But, you know, we want to make sure that we can uh, get both of those numbers up as time goes on. We can't control your driving, but hopefully as far as the retirement planning and, and getting you in that proper mindset, Jim can help out. 610-894-7415. It is now official. 2023 was the biggest year for annuity sales in history. Yet, according to a study, only 18% of financial advisors are actually using them in retirement planning. Uh, Jim, why do you think that is? Well, this is not really a surprise to me, Chris. I mean, annuities um, seem to be a, a great financial instrument given the, the current situation of the market these days mm -hmm. and where interest rates are. I mean, look, it just let's take a step back to look and appreciate how high these interest rates are still positioned lately. I mean, this is uh, this is inflation that we're you got to make some lemonade out of the lemons. Uh, and I was reading someplace the, just the other day, and I remember this vividly, but as recently as November of 2021, two years ago, the top CD rates in the nation, and these are not the average rates. We're talking about the top rates okay. for CDs ranging from six months to five years. The rates were between 0.7% and 1.35%. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
And my goodness, now interest rates, they seem to, you know, in comparison, they shot up to the moon. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, now we have 7% mortgages and, and auto loans are in the 8 to 9% range. So yeah. that's not that great. But look, other things you can benefit from uh, potentially like these, these annuity pen, uh, payout rates, uh, depending on how old you are, like let's say you're in your 60s or your 70s, you can get these payout rates nowadays as high as 8%, 9%, or 10%. And you can lock those in for your lifetime. Um, and nowadays with that whole thing about, oh, well, the annuity company keeps all the money if I pass away. No, that's not the way most of the, that's not the way the majority of the annuities work these days. Your family gets all, the whole remaining balance. You get cash value growth potential in it. They're a lot different than they were years ago. And sometimes I hear people say, well, Jim, my financial advisor told me that the annuity is a bad idea. And um, I'm not uh, ashamed to say this, but years ago, I was one of those people warning investors about certain types of annuities, especially those variable annuities, because those, you know, certain types of them have those higher fees. Mm-hmm. But look, the annuity industry listened. Um, they, they've since lowered their fees. Some of them, many of them have even eliminated their annual fee altogether. So, uh, of, of course, as a financial advisor, um, you know, those advisors want people to stay in their mix of stocks and bonds and mutual funds because the advisor is collecting the advisory fee from you. And we have to be mindful that uh, the portion of your money that's in the annuity, typically the advisor cannot collect their annual fee from that segment of your money. Um, and I've seen some of these, you know, 60, 40 mixes, these cookie cutter uh, mixes of stock and bond uh, with 40% of money in these bond funds, like that Vanguard total bond index fund, uh, which is the most popular bond fund over at Vanguard. I mean, my goodness, that fund has been averaging in- investors under 2% for the past five and 10 years. Mm. So when you factor in the financial advisor's fee, maybe they're collecting 1% from you. Then investors are getting a big whopping one percent after the advisor fee uh, on that portion of their uh, portfolio, and if half of your money or forty percent of your money are in these dismal funds, then this might be one of the major reasons why your investment portfolio hasn't seen much growth over the past couple of years. And this is just one other reason why you might hear your financial advisor telling you, "Well, why don't you just stay the course? I think it's best that we stay the course." <laughs> which is because the advisor is going to get paid regardless of whether you make money or not. If you make 10% or 2%, the advisor is still going to collect their 1%. And to me, Chris, this just isn't fair for the investor. No, not at all. Especially, you know, if they're using this money, their savings with the intention of generating income in the future, you're generating income for somebody, but it may not necessarily be for you. Um, the word fiduciary gets gets mentioned a good bit and it means acting in the client's best interest. And then yet there are still advisors out there who just completely will not like like you did, you know, in, in previous years, uh, you know, uh, earlier in your career, uh, just will not entertain the idea of an annuity at all. But if it is something that could work, could being the operative thing there, could work for uh, a client and, and helping them in the retirement, why would you not at least entertain that possibility? Yeah, of course. I mean, for a portion of the uh, portfolio, I mm-hmm. mean, why would you want to, as an advisor, have someone in a in a 1% or 2% bond fund when you get uh, 6% in some other fixed instruments elsewhere? Yeah, you might not be able to collect the fee from your client, but my goodness, do the right thing for the client. And this is making me think about a guy I met with recently. I met him on a Zoom, uh, a video conference. 
um and he loved that he didn't even have to leave his house uh sit in traffic it was it was great but he had been a long time listener of our show and he reached out to me because when he looked at his his statement he saw that a lot of his bond funds had parentheses around the figures meaning that he was incurring losses from these bonds mm. and look financial advisors like and i am one of them um you know we have to take rigorous exams in order to be able to to practice uh with the general public and one of the main facets of finance that we need to be well versed in it is our knowledge of of one of the basics of finance which is when interest rates go up the prices of fixed rate bonds go down so as interest rates went up not once or twice over the past two years but 11 times <laughs> yes 11 times over the past two years if your financial advisor was just telling you you know to stay the course you know stay in these low-paying bond funds without teaching you at least about some of these other fixed rate instruments that could get you in that five percent range or six percent range then i would seriously question the integrity of that advisor you know, are they really working in your best interest mm -hmm. but look getting back to the guy that I, I met with on the zoom recently uh we ran some calculations and i realized that if 40 percent of his money uh was in these bonds that and if he continued to earn just two percent like it had been doing over the past 10 years um then if it was going to look like that for the next 10 years then he ran the risk of depleting his retirement savings in just about nine years so what I was able to do was to show him uh, what it would look like about taking you know, a portion of the money that he had in these bond funds. And he was able to do, by the way, a tax-free rollover. Rollovers, when you, you know, if, you, if they're done right, there's no taxes there. And they normally don't charge any, any fees, maybe like a $25 processing fee, nothing big. Um, and he didn't have any deductions of commissions or anything coming out because the financial firms often pay us out of their pocket. So you pay us us nothing. But what he did was he repositioned some of his funds into an annuity that had a, a lifetime payout of 8.4% for the rest of his life. So when we ran his, his projections again, not only did it extend the estimated time his retirement savings would last from that measly nine years, which is no good, we got it up to 25 years. Wow. Yeah, but and and it doesn't stop there. We we're actually able to increase the amount of his monthly cash flow into his bank account. So we extended the the the, the time horizon of the cash flow coming and uh, increased the monthly cash flow into his bank account by an additional sixteen hundred dollars per month. And this was all because he would he was able to take advantage of these really high rates that are available nowadays and to lock them in. The, you know, if interest rates were to, if they're, if they're projected to be coming back down, um, in the upcoming months or, or years, um, maybe even as soon as uh, spring of 2024 is what I was reading, um, the Fed could begin lowering interest rates. But if that was the case, uh, even if they lower rates, his monthly cash flow from that annuity payout will not decrease. The annuity company has to eat it. Essentially, they're stuck with it and the stock market. You know, is if it goes through you know months or even years of volatility, uh, the annuity payout will still continue arriving in his bank account like clockwork. So, look, if you're preparing to retire within the next couple of years, or, or, or geez, even if you're already retired, maybe you're looking to just shore up things and make sure you have enough cash flow uh, to to be able to continue paying for the things you want, like your mortgage or 
pay for your other bills, like your property taxes, et cetera. Um, you know, everything that we need to do to be comfortable. Then what I suggest is giving my office a call right now because I can run some projections for you and I can make recommendations on which specific financial instruments might be appropriate for your particular situation. And the number to call right now to reach my team is 610-894-7415. That's 610-894-7415. You know that feeling you get when you fall into a routine or a rut, kind of like you're on autopilot? Well, recent research shows that the average American is going to spend about 10 years of their life on autopilot, which makes me think about uh, when many investors start out using a set it and forget it target date fund. I know how you feel about target date funds there, Jim. But when is it time to abandon that autopilot for a portfolio that is, you know, more personalized? Great, great topic uh, for today's show, Chris, <laughs> because as you remember, we've been talking about these darn target date funds for quite a bit yeah. uh, over the past several months here on the show. And for those folks who are listening who might not be exactly sure of what we're talking about when we say target date funds, uh, we're talking about those mutual funds that are choices usually within your retirement accounts at work. Um, they normally have a, a year in the title. Um, you're supposed to match up the year and the title with the year that you're likely to retire. For example, um, like Vanguard, a lot of people have Vanguard around our area. Um, Vanguard calls theirs the Vanguard Target Retirement Fund 2025, for example. Um, and this is for people looking to retire right around the year 2025. And people often pick this fund because on the surface, geez, it seems pretty harmless. You know, it seems like a nice technique of investing because what happens is the, the fund manager, the one that's in the captain's seat there of this fund, um, they, they really cater, uh, towards people who are looking to retire soon within the next year or, or two. Um, and these types of funds are extremely popular. I mean, there's something like over three trillion dollars of investors money, um, in all of these different target funds, uh, throughout all these investment companies. Fidelity has one too. I think there's just called something like the Fidelity Freedom 2025 fund. Um, Tia Cref, TIAA, of course, a lot of people have that. Uh, that's the, the retirement company that's used by a lot of the schools in the area, hospitals, um, Penn and all of that, uh, and other nonprofits in our area. Uh, they call theirs the Tia Cref Life Cycle 2025 fund. And there's a lot of federal workers um, uh, who have that thrift savings plan. Mm -hmm. And over there, they call theirs, they have the L funds. Uh, it's like the L2025 fund. Um, and you know what? There's a lot of people who work for the city of Philadelphia, and they have that deferred comp plans, oftentimes offered by Nationwide. And their fund is called the, the uh, usually the Nationwide Destinations 2025 fund. So look, if these if these funds are so popular, the argument would be, then they must be a fantastic investment, right? I mean, why would so many people be invested in these funds if they weren't, you know, that great? <laughs> so I'm sure people are are thinking that sort of thing, Chris. Right? You can imagine that. Yeah, and and you know, uh, I I would as someone who's done this myself, you know, when you first set out in the working world, you get your first uh, big boy, big girl job, and and you're presented with these options. You don't really know what they mean, but you go, hey, this has the year I plan on retiring. It seems to make the most sense on paper. This is what I'm going to put my money in. And then once you do that, you don't really take a look at it, but uh, just like if you're on autopilot, if you're going across country, you know, you're on cruise control for a while. As you get closer and closer to your destination, it is time to get off autopilot, pay more attention and, and, and take some steps. But, but where do we begin? 
Yeah. I mean, I've heard it so many times. Well, Jim, two of my other coworkers had the fund, so I picked the fund. <laughs> uh, that's how I picked my funds. Um, but look, the best that I can describe uh, this to our listeners, the best way is that they just really need to to watch out re- regarding these, these funds because um, you, you really have to learn about the mechanics of what's going on behind the scenes with these target funds. And look, if you're in your 30s listening right now, um, you, you know, you, and you have a target date fund that says something like 2050, you know, many years from now, I'm not really too concerned about you. Uh, I'm mainly concerned if you have a date of something coming up like the 2025 fund, or even if you have the one from years ago, the 2020 fund, mm-hmm. even worse, or that, that 2030 fund. Um, because I speak all the time with people who are looking to retire in their early 60s. And there's a lot of people who have some serious longevity in their family history, people, parents, grandparents making it into their 80s or even 90s. And the issue with these target date funds is that they shift more and more and more of your money into bonds as you get closer to the target date listed on the title of the fund. For example, now with that 2025 fund, they put roughly 40% of your money into bonds. And sometimes I'll ask people if they have bonds and they'll say, no, Jim, I just have a mutual fund. It's a 2025 mutual fund. Well, that's like looking at the front of the the, uh, jar of sauce. You have to look at the back of the jar to find the ingredients. And if you look a little bit deeper and and you look at the exact bond funds that they're putting you in with that 40% of your money in those target date funds, most of the bond funds have only averaged, ready for this, a whopping one and a half percent maybe 2% at the most for the past five years or 10 years. So essentially you would have 40% or, or even more, maybe almost half of your money if you're in those 2020 funds, uh, maybe barely even keeping up with inflation. And if you get into those target date funds, uh, you know, maybe back 20 years ago, that would be fine because back then bonds were actually paying half decent interest. Uh, you, these bond funds, you may have been earning maybe 5% on the bond portion of the of the target fund. So I, I clearly have no problem with that. But look, times have changed and bonds are not what they used to be in this current, uh, these bond funds, not in this current high interest rate environment. So if you were, you know, in your early 60s, uh, and let's say you leave your money in these things throughout your whole retirement, you might be thinking that you're positioned in a mutual fund that can provide you with all of your investment needs, but you might be sadly mistaken because you might just end up owning a big fat mountain of bonds. Uh, and not to mention these expense ratios are usually a good deal higher in these target date funds as well. So what do we do about it? Um, I- investors should really look into um, these regular, they're called balanced funds. Everyone's got them within their 401k uh, pretty much because um, these balanced funds, at least you know that they aren't going to be shifting more and more of your money into these underperforming bonds as you get older and older. Uh, And these balanced funds, it's a mixture of stock and bond. What they do is they keep just a reasonable portion in bonds and they keep the, you know, the majority of your money usually positioned in stocks. And the nice thing is that just about all 401ks that, you know, they offer these target date funds, but just about all of them also offer the regular balanced funds. And, you know, that part I really struggle with when it comes to, to my industry, the financial industry, you know, and I, and I just think about everyone listening right now who has the bulk of their retirement savings in their retirement accounts at work. Um, but what about the advice? You know, are you getting any? 
um, the advice from these big 401k companies, it's, it's minimal at best. A lot of people are getting no advice. For example, if you have something like a half a million dollars at Vanguard, you would think that they would have the courtesy of just reaching out to give you a call, to give you some guidance. And I've never heard of anyone telling me that they're receiving, you know, ongoing advice uh, or guidance, um, you know, unless you're paying for an advisor or something. But goodness, aren't they? Uh, don't you have enough business with them? You think you get a phone call? If you have questions or concerns about reaching your retirement goals, then give the Retire Ready Financial Group a call, 610-894-7415, or visit us online at retirereadyfg.com. Retire Ready Wealth Management is not licensed in all 50 states. To find out if Retire Ready Wealth Management is licensed in your state, please call 610-704-2792. Retire Ready Wealth Management is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through James Cipriati, Pennsylvania Insurance License 366900. Investment advisory services offered through Impact Partnership Wealth LLC, a Securities and Exchange Commission registered investment advisor firm. IPW and Retire Ready Financial Group are non affiliated firms. Registration is not an endorsement of the firm by securities regulators and does not mean the advisor has achieved a specific level of skill or ability. Investing involves risk. There's always the potential of losing money when you invest in securities. Asset allocation, diversification, and rebalancing do not ensure a profit or protect against loss in declining markets. Past performance may not be indicative of future results. IPW, its affiliates, and its investment advisor representatives do not provide legal tax or accounting advice. You should consult your legal and or tax professionals before making any financial decisions. Please be advised that you may conduct securities transactions only by speaking directly with your investment advisor representative, either by phone or in person.